0: All right. Yes. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another brand new Rugby Muscle podcast. I'm your host, as always. I T- oh, I haven't introduced it like this for a long while, but I'm TJ. We're joined once again by Alex. Um, How's it? Say hi, mate. How's it? How you been? How's training? Yeah,
1: good. Training is light at the moment. I'm actually looking back to. Keep, I'm looking forward to getting back in the barbell for next week.
0: Cool. So, so uh, speaking of which, the. Um, that ties into what we want to talk about today with the podcast because Alex, I would say by his own admission and definitely by my opinion, has not been in the rugby world properly for, I'd say, the last four years in general. Um,
1: yeah, that's pretty fair. And mind. so the
0: idea of this podcast, I was thinking about how I wanted to preview week one and how I wanted to preview like the intro to this rugby world cup. And I wanted to preview it as if I was talking to my mate down the gym who said, ah, oh, I see Rugby World Cup's going on. Like, I used to get, care about rugby, but for whatever reason, I, uh, you know, sort of started stepping away. You, because you started working for a global uh, elite powerlifting company and started doing elite powerlifting yourself and with everyone else, so that you got caught up in that atmosphere. Others might just have many other reasons, but I thought this would be a good way to... Frame this conversation to preview the World Cup because we've seen well you haven't but us me and you the listener we've all heard and seen the previews from the experts from the um, ex-players all this sort of stuff but I want to I want to preview it from a a educating you know your mate down the gym down the pub or your parents who might be interested in the game because these opportunities only come around once every four years and if we can capitalize on them well then I think the game has a chance of growing. If you don't capitalize, you can still enjoy it, but it ends up being like the Olympics, right? Like where no one really cares about the sport uh, until every four years, and then they duck out. Whereas I feel like that's where rugby is right now, maybe on a yearly basis with the Six Nations, but even then, it's that seems to be dropping as well. So I wanted to reintroduce rugby to a mate. What better mate to have than my buddy Alex? Are you going to be watching it? How much of the World Cup will you plan on watching before I said about this
1: podcast? Uh, because I'll be back in Europe probably as much as as I can kind of stand. Yeah. You know, like when like I'll probably watch England games, New Zealand games, and maybe a, a big South African game, maybe.
0: Yeah, and then and then sometimes the playoffs. If if you're in, yeah, sometimes what happens is like this happens to me every football World Cup is like I, I get pumped in the first few days I'm watching every fucking game like uh, and i'm and I'm keen for it, and then as time goes on i like by the time the group like by the time the knockouts are in where the most important games are being played, I've kind of had enough <laughs> yeah, far, out right yeah. yeah and also they're at different times whereas like I guess you know like the knockout games usually are at, like peak times and where you're you're potentially doing stuff whereas like group games are sometimes really evenly spread out, so you can just consistently watch it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I watch I watch a lot of highlights. Like the only rugby I watch now is just the highlights.
0: Yeah, and, and even that, like, you could sometimes you can get a good picture from the highlights. Sometimes, like, really important things in the game happen, and it's just not very yeah. well to yes, an easy way try, to right? convey over highlights. Yeah. 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 So, all right, mate. What so? Obviously, this Friday, the Rugby World Cup kicks off. It kicks off right near where you will be in France. Um, the French seem to be really geared up for it. The rugby world seems to be like a fever pitch, to be fair. Like, the, the bubble of rugby is fucking pumped. I can sense it. Um, I'm not sure how the outside world even perceives it, is it, if it really is, like, acknowledges it at all. Um and I guess the best way to figure that out is people like you who are on the periphery how much rugby have you watched this year
1: um, i watched the Donnings NBC uh, all the highlights and that and some of the Tri-Nations that's it
0: dude your your rugby is so niche yeah I
1: love, like, literally only watch Southern Hemisphere rugby
0: yeah I know And yeah. you've always only watched Southern Hemisphere yeah, rugby I,
1: yeah everyone literally says I like played out there I, uh, yeah, I
0: was going to say, you live there, so you yeah. you got more of an attachment to... But again, yeah, you so that you would consider... Did you start rugby in New
1: Zealand? No, I started rugby... So I started rugby when I was 18, and I mm. went to start playing in New Zealand when I was 20.
0: Okay. Yeah, so, like, your first real, like, rugby being your life experience was New Zealand. Yeah. and So that's where your attachment to it comes from. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so... The big talking point about the World Cup. Do you know what the big talking points are around the World Cup are? Are you are you familiar with what they're going to be?
1: France doing well. Apart from that, I don't know.
0: That's one of them. So definitely one of them is that this is the best French team going into a World Cup we've probably ever had. It's also the this is the best Irish team we've ever had. Both of those two teams have not ever won a World Cup and then you've also got south africa and new zealand the two winningest rugby world cup teams in history those four teams uh i did a video last week where it was the where i was going over some stats where the opta guys someone had leaned onto opta stats and they'd compiled together like a simulation and they ran 10 million simulations and those four teams make up 80% of the winners oh, shit. So but but they're all literally like it was like 20, 20, 21, 21, like that's it. So those four you can't they're all like 50, 50 or 25, 25, 25. but those four are way above everyone else. but those four teams, I mean everyone listens to this knows exactly this this whole spiel already, but those four teams are all on the same side of the draw so so there's only two of them can even make the semifinals. So, um, and I'll get into how this gets even deeper, but let's start to get into a couple fixtures. So first we have um, the, I think these two teams are, yeah, these are the two bottom of the four most predicted to win teams. France and New Zealand. So I believe South Africa was second. I believe South Africa was second. Ireland were most likely to win it. France were third and New Zealand were fourth and again this is like those are like neck and neck and neck like there's not really like you might as well just say all these four teams are on the same level pegging and then everyone else is way below so you've got France and New Zealand making up uh, the two front runners in Paul A, and they make up the first fixture of the World Cup when I did my prediction I predicted that this like this is a good f- a month or so back now that this would be the game that would bookend the World Cup um like as a sport romantic, I think it makes sense. You've got uh, like, that's how sports sometimes work. You've got the two, probably the two, the biggest world cup specific rivalry. You could argue that are a big, there are bigger rivalries elsewhere in rugby, um, even in international rugby, but specifically for the world cup, like New Zealand, when they won it in New Zealand, they beat France in the final where France, like having somehow stumbled into the final, probably deserved to win that game. You've got, the the World Cup before that, where France Semi-final knocked out New Zealand, right. yeah. Uh, no, the semi-finals in '99, they won the quarterfinal in 2007, even 2019. No, 2015, New Zealand absolutely demolished France uh, in England to get through. So Like mm. it's a big. Like, so I can see these two book and end bookend in the the World Cup. Um, That'd be but nice, right? What a what a game... Yeah, it would be. Like I said, yeah. romantic in me wanted that to uh, predict that as the the final. Um, but they go head-to-head. New Zealand are coming into this off of a really good rugby championship, as you said you saw, but then a... a Like, their yeah. biggest ever defeat to the Springboks. Yeah. yeah. Which, you can argue it's a warm-up game, but they basically played their their, their best team that they could. They picked up a... A red card, that could have had an influence, but it looked to me like in that game they got blown away.
1: Yeah, um, I watched that game. Like, I, I I think Scott Barrett going off was a big deal, but South Africa look better, right? But also, I don't know if you looked at the the, the gameplay New Zealand did, or the game plan, uh-huh. it looked different from the other games.
0: So here's, here's my opinion on this, and this could be my opinion on New Zealand and France in general, right? I think here... I'm going to predict the France win because I just think France have that edge that, that, uh, both South Africa and Ireland have had before as well, where they can just step up the physicality in the pack another notch. New Zealand could do that. And they did that in the rugby championship, but they've locked, they, that New Zealand have a clear drop off, particularly in the front row, <clears throat> particularly at set piece. From their starting, from their, 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 starters or their best players to the guys in the, in the, uh, a little bit behind. Yeah,
1: like
0: this, yeah. Yeah. Like the, so you've got the group who I think, if I Google this, he might be out of this game. Um, but their, their whole, their front, New Zealand's front row looked really good in the rugby championship because of who they had. And then obviously by the time they bring on their subs, they've already either won the game <clears throat> or they've just worn the other front row down and you know that that becomes a lot easier to cover up as a uh, as a as a substitute coming on to the game so i think what happened in the rugby championship isn't going to happen here i think france are going to take what they saw with new zealand just physically um like confront them up front and i think when you look at uh New Zealand backs, they look so good and they can still... The thing is with New Zealand is they can score from anything and they do. They don't need much of a chance to to still get a score and get a couple of scores. And when you consider how hard when you are trying to be a physical team, how hard sometimes it is to convert that all that pressure into points, they still stay in games and they still have the ability to win games. But I think France are just going to be too much. And I think New Zealand, from what I've seen of their backs... They want to, they're not even necessarily fair weather players, but they need some platform. And like, if, if you can deny them that, if you can deny them that go forward ball, I don't see how they operate. They don't have like a Sonny Bill or a, man, this is going to be an old reference, but like a Ma Nonu or someone like a batter battering ram just to get them like Jordy Barrett's good, a good player and Rico Yuani is class, but they're not going to get, you know, turn slow ball into quick ball and get you over the gain line. So I, I just see uh, France taking that.
1: So basically, are you saying whoever wins that um, might just the tournament winner? <laughs> just say
0: no. no, no, because the problem is, is the thing is, that I found this, man. We're predicting these games. There's so many 50 50s that it's not worth it. Like, yes, you've got this 50 50 chance of like this game happening, but then there's another game in the quarterfinal at least. There's going to be a 50-50. And then, you yeah, know there's still only there's still two more games to go. So, no, I'm not going to say anything about what this <laughs> means for the rest of the World Cup. Um, you want to put a prediction in for this one? An uninformed prediction?
1: An uninformed you Honestly, like, the way New Zealand played against Africa, I want to say France will win. But I think they're just trying out a new system. I reckon they'll up with it. I'm going to say New Zealand. Yeah.
0: The other thing you've got to be careful with with New Zealand is is, um, well, two things could also happen for this game to come into New Zealand, to come to New Zealand's favour. Number one is, notoriously, if New Zealand lose a game, they come back the next week absolutely firing. Like, absolutely firing. However, the only time they didn't do that was last year in the Northern Hemisphere where they lost a few consecutive games. But that I've seen that before. The other thing is um, just that the pressure that the French might be feeling, and they've looked, they haven't looked shaky. They've still come up trumps, but they haven't looked like as dominant as, say, New Zealand were in the Rugby Championship. They've looked good. They've looked so good. But even in their two warm-up games where they looked so great against Scotland, I mean, they lost one of them, and then they just came through, and then they played Fiji. In their other warm-up game, and that was close. So, yeah, look. who knows, man? Like, you—the thing is with rugby, and particularly when you're at the when you're looking at this level, every game, even if it's the two same fucking teams, has to be taken separately. You can't just treat, say, oh, this happened, and this rugby math doesn't work, so all this prediction stuff doesn't work. This isn't a prediction show. What?
1: This is isn't previous. that like. Isn't that what happened to the soccer World Cup like two quad ago, ago? Like, they had an octopus predicting it. <laughs> isn't that, is that, is that a thing that no that's, a,
0: that's I think that's a South Park how they uh, they said how our family guy makes their jokes uh, I mean that, that wasn't an
1: octopus but... that was a I think it was a manatee yeah
0: 2020 anyway, this... no,
1: 2022 World Cup octopus All the
0: octopus I don't any predicted Argentina to win it
1: uh... no no I think you have like a 50% prediction
0: rate or something. All right, whatever. This is this is de- derailing the podcast right now, Alex. So let's get back to the other pool or the other fixture in pool A. So we've said New Zealand and France are in pool A. They're accompanied by Italy, Uruguay and Namibia. And I feel terrible for Italy because if they were in one of the other pools, they, well, obviously maybe not in Ireland and South Africa's pool, but if they're in the weaker half of the draw, quote unquote, they would have a legit chance of, like, or a, a really good feeling that they could do something here. Um,
1: but there however,
0: attention. there's no hope. They, they, but they've been, yeah, they, they've been playing well. They look good. They've got their club side site finally sort of putting it together. They've got a little bit of magic. Um, and their under 20s had looked good. So they've pulled a few guys from that. They will. Potentially be eyeing a the fixture. They they will be gunning for a New Zealand win in this first game because I think they they th- the Italians think that they can take France. And what will happen is if New Zealand win this first fixture, the end of the pool stage is France against Italy, and there could be pressure on this team that seemed invincible. You know how quick a public to turn on a team the that's doing well, so well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not gonna we're not gonna do any sort of stereotyping here. But we are going to say that the, the you know, Italians have a chance of turning over the French. They, they or they, at least the Italians will back themselves to do so. Um, so they'll be going for that. They, they've they got Namibia first up. I think this is just a, an Italy impressive win. Um, they've been looking good quite recently. So, yeah, that's, that's Saturday, uh, 1 p.m. France time. And then we oh, go into pool B. Time. Yeah. It's a great time, yeah. Yeah. So you've got um, the other team in that group are Uruguay who beat Fiji last time in the World Cup and has since then have been doing this Super Rugby Americas where they basically have a team that is full-time-ish in camp all year round. So I think Fiji and Chile both have access to that, uh, which I think is a huge advice. I mean, it's why those two have qualified. It's a big reason why those two have qualified and USA didn't and Canada didn't because they've got a real close-knit team. They might not have the quality of other teams, but they do have that togetherness. So that'll be interesting to see how they go. But that's, that's pool A. We'll look to pool B now where we kick off with, oof, uh, here we go. Yeah, right. Ireland against Romania. This is going to be the first cricket score of the world cup. Romania, to me, probably the least impressive team in this whole world cup, um, They've been out of form for a while, but because the European qualification was done on a two-year cycle, two years ago they were good enough for a while ago, and then they've sort of hit a hit a bit of a brick wall, to be fair. Um, and they also got automatic qualification by virtue of um, Spain fielding an ineligible player and getting kicked out. I remember out. that. Yep. Oh no! You might remember that from from uh, six years ago because they've done it twice. They've done it for both the last <laughs> two World Cups. Uh, and, uh, Amazing! So um, the Romanians, uh, their their covert, undercover ru- rugby operatives, snuck in there and um, reported Just and figured out that there. figured out that I think one of their South Africans went home either during COVID or before COVID didn't stay long enough to get the requirements to uh, uh to be eligible or something like that and it got found out and spain got booted out romania got the auto romania were already quite qual- they're going to be on the the playoff qualifier because they were out of form i would have backed uh usa to beat them um but then they, they got bumped up to the direct route and then we got Portugal in a qualifier and Portugal ended up beating USA to get there. So, um, actually, they might have even... Was it a draw? Yeah, it was a draw, but because it was it was done in a pool, they got through oh, the points by difference. Uh, points difference. Yeah, was oh, ridiculous. Bullshit. Yeah, it, it absolutely it's ridiculous.
1: It's a shame um, for World Rugby as well, man.
0: It's not. Do
1: you this reckon... Is like, do you not think there any no, more money if america
0: was involved more hype doesn't mean doesn't mean doesn't mean anything chasing the money is ruining the game of rugby like as far as i'm concerned like what they're trying to do like how they're trying to corporatize the don't get me started this is a topic oh. for another conversation if people want us to have that conversation i will gladly have that conversation <laughs> let us know in the comments below but we'll do we'll do that in a different podcast now that, that that could be something that's up for debate um but yeah if you're if you're if you're trying to count your zeros whilst you're sitting in the fucking boardroom trying to govern the game that everyone enjoys playing and changing it to get more money, yeah, you'd be disappointed that USA weren't in, but they're a mess. Their club rugby is a mess. Um, Yes, they have MLR, but also a mess. USA rugby is a mess. I feel bad for the players. Like, I've got some friends that are playing for USA, but what are you going to do? But isn't English
1: club rugby a mess right now?
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... All of English rugby Aus- is a mess. And, and, we'll and get-
1: Australia. Austra- Australia yeah. club rugby. Yep. Is isn't the only yep. place, Japan's the only place which is kind of
0: doing it? We'll, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Japan also a bit of a mess. We'll, we oh, we okay. can get into that. Like yeah, uh, like, in my predictions, we'll, we'll go for Ireland. So, we, we, yeah, this is the next game. Yeah. Ireland versus Romania. This is a place where rugby is absolutely not a mess. And, people got annoyed that I was really nice to Ireland because I said, In my predictions, they're going to go out the quarterfinal. And I was like, just because you're going to go out in the quarterfinal doesn't mean, like, all of the last four years were for nothing. They've created a team that is, like, by virtue of the world rankings, the best in the the world. world. They've done really well. Their club game is thriving. They are consistently the top performers in both their uh, domestic league, which now includes South African teams. They haven't won it, but they're there or thereabouts. Like... Just the nature of sport, you can't win everything, but they have got, like they are the whatever they're doing with their school system, with their product of game where they're you know they're at the club level where it filters all in, everyone's behind it, everyone's together. They are getting the best of everyone out of everyone. They're going people getting people in from everywhere. It seems like it, the game is thriving in in Ireland, and yeah, man, they're, they're doing really well. So they've got Romania. They are going to absolutely spank them. Um, Ireland's game. The thing is with Ireland's rugby as well, it's like it's not boring, but it's not like loads of talent and 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 like sexy rugby. It's just good rugby. They play fast, physical, and they and they play the territory when it's there. They have a solid set piece, they get over the game line, and then they just swarm and they get real quick ball and they go and they go and they go. And occasionally, like it's there's no crazy offloads there's no crazy steps that no one saw coming sometimes there is but it's not like they don't rely on the individual breaks like what like a, like a New Zealand do they are just and Ireland more than any other probably along with South Africa have got just a conveyor belt of back rows of second rows of people in every position that can just come in and do a job I think maybe somewhere. except for Jameson Gibson Park I think he might be the person that they rely on the most Very underrated because he just gets them going so fast.
1: I think I've read somewhere that Ireland's got the most strength and depth coming into the World Cup.
0: I would say so. I I mean, they had a player, John Klein, who was South African, who is South African, South African-born, but then via residency, he qualified for Ireland, he played for Ireland, and then he's since been out of favour with Ireland. So he's gone back to South Africa. And he's now, he's actually representing South Africa in this world. <laughs> I think he made the squad. Yeah, he did. So, Jeez. like, That's they could, they yeah. could, they, they can let Safas go back to South Africa. That's how, like, you know what I mean? Every other country, if they get a, if they get a giant South African playing for them, they're like holding on to a real tight. Yeah. Come on, come on, you can beat, no, you're, you're from here. But no, I, Ireland, man, like, they are looking really good. The only thing they haven't, the only thing they've got going against them is the way this, this draw happens. And um, and history that they've never got out of a quarter final, and that's that is a little bit of a hoodoo, you know. Um, I mean, they'll so though,
1: mate. They've been, they've been they will. The they
0: will. Of course, they will. But you start, to, but then, then if you, you know, if you're not going to buy into any of that, it's the fixtures. So they've got um, Romania first, then I believe they've got Tonga, then they've got South. Uh, let me confirm this. How this uh, this this fixtures works, but I believe that's the, um, order they've got. Um, let me select. Cause I don't want to butcher it. Yeah. So they've got Ireland first. Yeah. I was completely correct. How about that? Ireland. So they've got Romania first. Then they've got Tonga, which, you know, they can't go into that one sleeping, but you would expect them to, to put the foot down and, and do that. Then they've got South Africa. So, if they beat South Africa, that they'll be fine and they'll go into this final game with Scotland, you know, with good momentum. But, you know, having Scotland and then the week after that, oh, they they've so they've got a two-week break. So they've got South Africa, then they do have a bit of a break. But then, they've got uh, Scotland the week before the quarterfinals. So, whereas other teams might have a, like a bit of a system where they can go hard at the beginning of the group stage, rest a little bit. Like, this is going to be brutal, man. South Africa... Are, like obviously, you don't even have to say anything about South Africa, Scotland. I haven't told this to you yet, and I haven't brought this up. while saving this. You know, I said that there's four teams that are the the separate from the rest. Yeah, the winning the fifth team, as far as rankings go, are Scotland.
1: Yeah, I can believe that, but, but I'd still rather but, have the two week break between New Zealand and Scotland than play. No, no South and Scotland and play South Africa a week before going into the
0: the, the knockouts the knockouts, maybe. But my point is like, what happens if they lose that game to South Africa, then they, yeah, then they're licking their, their wounds. Maybe they get an injury because, you know, Jesus, of course, teams are going to pick up an injury. Mm -hmm. Then you've got Scotland and it's going to be all, all to play for. Like, and Scotland are good enough. I'm not saying I'd still back Ireland. Like they're still going to be the favorites. This is the way it works. So that's, it's just an interesting note. But for week one, now they're battering in Romania, and it's like it's almost just like the tease. This is just the start of the World Cup for Ireland. Um,
1: yeah.
0: So the other game, so that's uh, three thirty on Saturday. The other game in that pool is the. I think this is the last fixture of the weekend. No, it's not, but it's the. So th- it's Sunday five forty-five. The other fixture in the pool: South Africa against Scotland. This is going to be like a big one. Yeah, because I don't think South Africa are going to come into this arrogant. They're going to come into it confident. Scotland, on the other hand, are also going to come into this confident. They're going to happily be under the radar. Finn Russell starts pulling some strings. I don't think Scotland can get bullied the same way that uh New Zealand did. They've got a good pack. They do really well. And if, if you need someone to make stuff from nothing, they've got the back line to also do that. Yeah. But, I mean... I just, oof, this is a tough one to predict. Like, in saying that, I said they can't get bullied. If there is a team in the in world rugby that can bully every team, Exactly <laughs> right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's those it's those yarpies mate. We can smash <laughs> anyone if we're on our day. You know yeah, that.
1: Yeah. As much as I like Finn Russell, I think he's absolutely magic. Um, South Africa, I can South Africa win that one for sure. Oof.
0: It sets it sets up the pool to be dynamite, and the whole World Cup to be dynamite if Scotland can get a win there, though. Mm. So I like. So part of me would like that. Part of me knows I'm going to get crucified in the comments if I don't predict a South Africa win.
1: Because oh, you know, I would, I would love it if South Africa went out in the pool stages. That would make my entire World kind of Cup. I,
0: mean, I wonder if viewership would go down because the South Africans are, are a big population. They're a passionate population about their team. Yeah. That could absolutely be a possibility as well, man. Like that's, uh, this is, it's, it's so weird, man. Cause they're like the favorites on one hand or like, a, you know, one of the most likely to win this world cup. They're also like, that is very like, it's not out of the realm possibility that they do go out of the world, the, the, yeah. the world cup at the group stage. Not like more likely than probably ever in history. Which shows how, even though the top teams are still there, like the bottom teams are still catching them up to the point where that's why England are where they are. So, I'm gonna get out of prediction with that with that game, um, and I'll just move straight on to Pool C, where we've got, uh, oof, Australia against Georgia. Speaking of teams from the top that aren't quite doing it, and teams from the the tier two that like they're. The tier one and tier two lines have never been so blurred. Georgia look good. They've got a team that trains all together. Just like we said with um, Chile and Uruguay, they have a team that's in, they play in a a European league and they play all together. Um, They, well, they like most of that. They've got the togetherness of the vast majority of their squad rather than being spread around Georgia. Um, So they're always together. Then they've got I'm um, they've got a, a winger, a center, and a and probably a host of forwards that are just lining up in France, just smashing people.
1: Are oh, they all called Jack Rilly?
0: <laughs> Something yeah. in it. Um no adsy. Something adzies. Um but like do not sleep on this Georgian team. And in fact, it's like you could even go so far as to say if you are not judging by reputation, you are just judging by recent form in the past year ish. Georgia winning this game probably isn't even an upset.
1: Like, I don't know. Man, I, you, like, I, I think Eddie Jones is one of the best coaches there's been, as like nuts as he is. And if he says Australia going to go off, like, I'm like, that man knows more than me about rugby
0: so there is, there is definitely the Eddie Jones factor. I think I I admire him so much now, whether he like the problem is they fired their coach that had just started getting it together. Yes. They, they lost. Um, I think they, they beat, they beat Wales. I hope I'm right, but they lost to Ireland by a point they did lose to Italy. But that was like a rotation side. And it, like I say, Italy doing better, but they lost to Ireland by a point and they lost to France by a point, or at least both of those games were a score away. So like they were going in a good direction. They didn't need to, to tear the whole thing up and get Eddie Jones in. That's the risk they wanted to take because he is special. The problem is because he is special. Um, I'm not going to put him, ah, uh, I'm not. Like, don't read into this, but the fact that I'm going to mention him in the same sentence, but, like, it's like people hated Newton. People hated Einstein. People hate people... Like, society tends to vilify... Everyone hates Elon Musk. Like, people that seem to be ahead of their time or very different, people don't like that. You know? Even if they're doing successful, and especially if they're not being successful, I think Eddie Jones falls squarely into that category. Um Like... Because most of the media that you're going to consume are going to be, you know, is going to be from traditional media. He's not nice to traditional media, so of course he's gonna, he's gonna, um, like the the what you're going to read about him is going to be mostly negative. At the same time, I know I have secondhand information that he is very hard on his players because he has ridiculously high standards. He had like, he doesn't leave any stone unturned that has a shelf life, which is why I believe like England ended up getting rid of him and started not seeing success. Um, It's what I've heard a lot about Japan, like with his time there, he's had probably a real good amount of time with Australia by this point where they've got everything wrong. They uh, and they could be starting to get something right, but again, he could be doing everything right. But this Georgia team is still good, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's fair. I mean, all the teams are good, right? Do we
0: predict? Do we predict a Georgia win, Alex? No, I
1: don't.
0: um, No, I'm going to say Georgia win this. I'm going to say this group. This group is mad, mate. Right. So you've got Georgia uh, and Australia. Jesus. Then you've got. Wales and Fiji is the other game in this pool, so you you could legit get Wales and Australia starting this World Cup with two losses or with a loss each. And again, I wouldn't really call that. Fiji beating Wales isn't really an upset at this point. Um, no, Fiji, Fiji beat Fiji England it
1: grew for the it first it time ever. Season right. So
0: this is a this is a theme that I didn't expect to keep going down, but you're starting to see it with these. Teams that just have that one professional team, the Drua is another perfect example. Fiji now have a set piece. They have a good set piece. It doesn't even have to be like the thing that wins them the game. It just has to be good enough. Then they've got magic, you know? Yeah. And, and you got, and because they're together, like you can really drill, you can drill down a set piece. But unlike Chile and Uruguay and. Probably on the same, no, not the same as Georgia, like, unlike Georgia as well, they have a backline that can then really capitalize on that.
1: Uh, the Fiji on, 13, the captain is, is, I can't remember his name. Na- I can't Na- pronounce
0: Na- it anyway. Na- Yeah,
1: he's absolute fire. So good. Yes, yes.
0: Um, just, yeah, so, so they've got the set piece and the togetherness of the Drewer with. The sprinkling of talent from Europe that are like the cream of the crop in Europe. You've got Naiak Thalevu. Damn it! I'm not going to keep Raj Radra. Oh, um, you've got Vina You've got Jesua Tuasova. Like this team is special. Ah, yeah. uh, oh, you've got uh, Botia, who has played in the top level at twelve and at seven. He's now their seven. He is. One of the best over the ball. Like, th- this team is, yeah, they're going to beat Wales. I've got, I, yeah. pff, I think it could Wales, even be so two far. scores. Yeah. That's going to be the end of the weekend, that game. So it's um, uh, Sunday, 9 o'clock France time, Wales against Fiji. 9 a.m.? 9 p.m. Okay. Uh, which will be in the middle of the night for you. Oh uh, No, I'll be. No. You'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Yeah. So enjoy that. That, that, that finishes your weekend. So Australia, Georgia, I'm picking two quote unquote tier two nations to come up Trump here. I think Georgia will win this and I think Fiji will win this. I think Georgia are coming in enough under the radar. Maybe I'm too romantic, but Australia just don't seem to have it. They can turn it around after this, but uh, fuck it. You got to make some outlandish predictions every now and again, right? So Georgia and Fiji are both going to win. Um, Speaking of outlandish predictions, uh, <laughs> going with your heart rather than your head, England against Argentina. I'm taking Argentina. England to win this. I'm Argentina. taking England to win this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, it's just, I, so just what just what you've said about Australia, I do believe for England as well. Like, they haven't been playing that well, but it doesn't take much to, like, they've... They, like their attack doesn't seem to be doing enough. They're staying in games enough. They just look kind of clueless a little bit on attack. Um, part of me wants to think they're saving it for the World Cup, but they're not. Like, what, yeah. what's the
1: crack with um, with Fowle's red card?
0: Uh, he's out for this game. Okay. Uh, so so we won't get Marcus into that. On this World Cup. No, it'll be Ford. It'll, it'll be George, George Ford. Yeah. yeah, it'll be George Ford at ten. Um England just haven't had the consistency. The other thing is we can touch on a little bit on the club game, just not being at the level. It's not at the level of the top fourteen or or the uh pro fourteen. Look, yeah, super rugby or the um why have I space on the, the, the pro the the URC, the ultimate rugby championship, the, the South I'm- Africa yeah that's so yeah see this is me explaining it to the layman right so now it's Ireland it was the Celtic League right so it was uh, Irish provinces Scottish provinces and Wales um they then added in uh Italy to make it the uh the Pro 14 they then got rid of or they might have before the Italian teams came in got rid of one or two uh Scottish and Welsh teams and they then since added in uh, the South African contingent which adds a lot of travel but because they've got depth all these teams because there's only you know like Ireland only have the four provinces um, Scotland only have two Wales have three but one of them is just not even like it's not even, four no why is have four Cardiff, few, yeah. Swansea, Lenethley, uh, Scarlets, and um, and dragons. the the Dragons, but the Dragons like what I mean. Yeah, no. they'll be shit
1: for him, have not they?
0: No, like. But the point being is that like then it's not like they're sending the same twenty three to South Africa to play a game and then come back the next week and play, but they're playing a higher level. Is my point. Mm. Um, and they're not, and especially with Ireland, they get to monitor all of their players. They're all still quite together. England have all the downsides of like the top 14 in France but without the level because they they're all independently contracted by the 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 clubs they have a brutal schedule um for the most part yet they're not playing at that level and that's been evidenced by the fact that they've not made a European final since uh the Chiefs won it in 2020 or 2021 to which was a 2020 year um and they've you know they've cut down the funds in for it or the cut the the salary cap. it's not good they've cut down the the funding for the championship, whereas um in France they've actually added another league into below pro d2 just professional oh, really? oh, that's professional now super yeah. cool. That's yeah they've got here. france France like if you want to talk about things that are doing the countries that are doing really well with their rugby, New Zealand are always going to do well, right just in the culture. France and Ireland have nailed it. England and Wales... (laughs) That complete opposite end. Anyway, England, Argentina... Argentina looking good. Um, Just a lot of talent. No, they don't have the benefit of the Jaguares that they used to have... but they've had a couple camps in Europe. Most most of, if not all of their players are in Europe... unless uh, they had Matera... who was playing for the Crusaders... I mean if you're not gonna play for in Europe but you're playing for the oh, Crusaders. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just thinking
1: about this. Is are, is the Crusaders coach the most winning coach in rugby?
0: Uh probably. Right? I think that I think two of the most winningest coaches in rugby are gonna be the two Crusaders coach either side of Blackadder. So I don't yeah. know who it was before, but Scotty Robinson. Um yeah, he's he, he is definitely there, bright. Right? Yeah, they had they had a period of like six years where they where the Chiefs won it, the Reds won it, um, the Blues didn't win it. Uh, <laughs> shit hurric- hu- hurricanes won it. Yeah. Uh, ah, Blues won it the other year um, from after COVID, but that was a bit weird. They won it when it was a different anyway. Um, point being is, yeah, that they they are. They are probably the most winning team yeah. in the club just, in just club uh, history. Um, Argentina. So Argentina, I think England can do it. Um, I, it's if it's going to be a pretty game, Argentina win it. If it's going to be scrappy, England can. England can. England can do this. They did lose the last time to Argentina at home. That was probably the game that cost Eddie Jones his job. Um, like they're not. No one's firing a, a head coach for losing to South Africa. And they drew with New Zealand that year, but whatever. So, England, Argentina, the other uh, teams in this pool that could potentially uh, knock out England uh, are not playing. Actually, Samoa are going to be the most likely to take out England or to take out, to challenge England and Argentina. Samoa ran Ireland uh, close in the warm up. To a score they also beat Japan in the uh, in the Pacific Nations Cup and ran um, ran Fiji real close and obviously you can see the strength of Fiji Samoa have the Moana Pacifica and then they also are taking advantage of the new laws where they've got you can play for, for you can cancel your residency or whatever it is nationality for one team and go play for another so they've got in a good few they've got Stephen Lua tour. Former All Black okay. Lima Lima-Supel-Wong, Sapawanga, former Dude, All Black.
1: No, two is. They, a player.
0: yes, he is. Reward, like, Reward. They, they are looking good. They've got quite a few players that are quite comfortable playing in France. That have been Fritz Lee. He's been there forever. Um, they Samoa Samoa look good, and and that worries me. Um, but they're not playing, and they've got a weekend off, so they get to eye this, you know, chill out, Japan. Unfortunately, like it's one of those things where they were peaking for this World Cup that they hosted four years ago. They did such a good job in getting to the quarterfinals. Um, the game is still doing okay there. It's well-funded, but it just, I think that's just uh, by virtue of Japan's economy doing so well. The national team is just not performing where it needs to be, and it's not, not even necessarily their fault. They just don't get the quality of fixtures year-round, or well, not even year-round, but you know, consistently enough to To challenge and develop their team, you know, it's so it's just one of the things that with with the way rugby is set up. Unless you get a, like a real lucky streak, where like for example, Argentina coming in the rugby championship, look how good that's done for Argentina long term. Yeah, uh, Italy coming in the to the Five Nations over twenty years ago at this point, like you could even argue, you know, what if, like they're still not. They would be further... Like, whether rugby would even be a game in Italy if they weren't in the Six Nations could definitely be a question, you know? Whereas you've got these fringe teams, and it's getting to the point now that rugby, the Tier 2 nations... Like, the fact that you've got specific tiers of nations shows how the game is set up, and it shows the flaws in world rugby. And I think this World Cup is the World Cup... Oh, man, this is this is what you... This is like a speech to get you pumped for the World Cup. This is the World Cup where the Tier 1 and Tier 2 sort of gets massively blurred, and we have to seriously consider the way rugby is played internationally. Japan, with that all being said, are going to beat Chile, but yeah. I think it will be closer than people think. Chile, prob- Chile, I think, are the, the lowest-ranked uh, team that are in this World Cup, though.
1: I, I've got a soft spot for Japan. I just like how they play. I
0: think everyone does, man. Yeah, I think everyone does.
1: Yeah, if I was going to support any team, I'd probably support Japan.
0: But they just haven't had the quality. I mean, I could be wrong, you know. They they went in under the radar twenty fifteen. They definitely like, even though they hosted it, they hadn't played a bunch of fixtures going into the twenty nineteen World Cup that made you think, oh shit, you know, they've got to be like, you knew they could do something, but. You haven't. You didn't have the evidence to hold on to to say, "Oh, they're going to beat Ireland and Scotland this year." Like, like I say, they've lost to Fiji, Samoa. They just haven't looked impressive. Um, they're, like I say, their national, their their club game is doing well by virtue of just the foreigners. But I even think the foreigners are full time and getting paid chunk, uh, like wedge. But the actual professional Japanese players might not be so much, and they also don't have that togetherness that the other that's helping yeah, bridge the teams, gap from the other teams. Yeah. yeah, loads of teams. So. Too many teams.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Can see
0: we'll it. see. This has made me really excited for the World Cup, mate. I'm <laughs> glad we had this chat.
1: I mean, I'll probably watch more games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, might, got I, might
1: like... even, I might even go and buy a Japanese shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, that's... No,
0: that's, that's <laughs> well, firstly, no. Actually, they must do. Sumo, mate, is a thing. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Did you remember I'm saying, sh- I'm saying you're strong. The no, point uh, be- the, like how have you how out of this discussion have you decided that Japan is the team for you? Like
1: just,
0: just so get us get a Samoan jersey, mate. <sighs> no, not <sighs> Samoan, they're in England's pool. Get a uh get a Tonga like jersey. Way.
1: Yeah. Maybe. I just like the way Japan play rugby.
0: Or Georgia. Um, I
1: won't be Georgia. See,
0: see for 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 a guy that loves his powerlifting. And like that's your livelihood, you should appreciate teams like Georgia, not not Japan. Well, you should appreciate so teams like Georgia. You should appreciate uh, teams like Samoa, South Africa, like confrontational
1: beasts. I, mean, I, I do like if South Africa weren't so dominant, I wouldn't I wouldn't want them to lose so much. But the fact they're so dominant, like, and
0: their fans comment of- on every video, and yeah, every post, and it. everything in yeah. there. Which is it a good thing, France. but it's also, like, so, it's just, it's, like, defensive. A, yeah. Like, it's so, it's so, it's that, it's, like, like almost like a, I'll tell you what it is. It's, like, football or soccer in mm-hmm. the UK, like, mindset of, like, I am so biased, but I'm not even going to acknowledge any of my biases with this comment. Like, I'm just, like.
1: Uh, well, I'm not saying that, but they're, they're definitely one of the best teams in the world. I just don't yeah. like them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, Japan's the only team that I use. So I just I just did a uh, a lecture on mitigating contact, um, not injuries, but basically being better in contact mm-hmm. uh, for the coaches, at Akabuki. And Japan's the only team pitches I use in the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Fair, yeah. Fair enough. So, what any any particular reason why?
1: uh yeah actually because a lot of it was being able to resist deformity uh or resist defamation from the collision and japan's players uh not the biggest so when a japanese player so there was a japanese 11 who held a ruck against free all blacks um mm. about like losing his position
0: and, and well like he held it because he held that position right like-
1: yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, like they, about,
0: right. So it's like one of those things where because they don't like they have to be so technically proficient because they are undersized.
1: Kind of. Yeah. Thing. Basically. Yeah. So it was just a really yeah. good example of of uh, I'm calling it strategic resistance because I'm trying to get away from this bracing term.
0: Uh, yeah. It's that's how 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 everything happens in uh, training is something becomes new and then it becomes everything and then it becomes too much
1: well yeah and particularly for like for us as a powerlifting company looking to expand like it's just we need to, we need to get out of this mindset and change our paradigms but it's, it's, a, it's important subject so we need that
0: I mean it, it, we could go full circle and just say you know 90 style like uh, what do you say Like keep it core engaged and you just say that yeah, for I mean, every movement
1: I, I yeah, you said, know what I, I mean? Said, like, like, just be strong. Yeah, just just be stronger. It was basically the takeaway.
0: Like, like you're doing it. You're doing a bicep Make sure you keep your core engaged. Like
1: what? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean that, or, or, or when you're,
0: or when you're doing a big back. You're doing a heavy back squat. Make sure your core's engaged. I'm like, well, no shit. Like if my core isn't engaged, I I fall to the floor. Like, yeah, Don't crumb. worry. This big old weight is on my back. That is doing that. I have no choice. Yeah. yeah
1: that's, <laughs> anyway. basically, that's basically my talk. All right. Intro.
0: Okay, cool. All right, mate. I'm glad you're excited for the World Cup. I hope everyone else is excited for the World Cup. When this gets posted, it will be a day until we get started. Tell me how excited you are in the comments below. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you can use any of what I've uh, educated Alex on um, to educate your family, your friends, whoever you want to get involved in the game. Um, It's going to be a good time, man. And also, uh, use the big, heavy brutal collisions and the brutal players to inspire you to get in the gym and to fucking take care of your business. Because I know I will be. I'll be looking at some of these physiques and be like, all right, let's get <laughs> – let's let's, let's let's fucking lift some tin, man. All right. Be good, man. Um, take care and we'll uh, catch you later.